This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are bringing fire and destruction to multiple circles of hell. Quinny and Reginald torched a stationary pile, while Butthole and Juniper helped Moonhammer defeat a Hydra before they were attacked by gods that had been killed by Butthole as the Forsaken. Can our heroes survive battling gods and the King of Hell? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Quinny, you and Reginald have arrived at what used to be Peeps on the Cheeps, um, but is now slightly discounted, lower quality beverages as managed by Peeps. Um, a bar with the same facade as uh, you you remember, uh, and I'm thinking like um, just classic, you know, Irish pub kind of like the over like an unnecessary amount of wood paneling uh, on the outside, like just uh, every effort taken to make it seem classy. There's Celtic knots uh, on both sides of the sign for some reason, um, but the sign itself uh, has been replaced um, by. What you would uh, imagine you might see in like an Apple store. So just like a, a gray sign with um, just a very clean uh, serifed font, uh, just as clear and functional as it can possibly be. Um, it's all left justified, which is vaguely unsettling, but like there it is. Um, and uh, yeah, you can see that there is a massive uh, filing cabinet building built up and around it. But the the bar itself seems to be somewhat intact. Uh, Reginald, what what are you finishing saying as uh, as the two of you land, based on your your hero sidekick debacle of our previous episode? Okay, so realistically, a sidekick could also become a hero, and that makes sense from my journey. So maybe this is like a team up. Yes, it's a team up, Reginald. Land here, please. Okay, here we go. And then he just falls the last five feet because his magic ran out. You're both slammed onto the ground. <laughs> Uh, great. Um, so, uh, Quinny, you bounce kind of up and out of his arms into no doubt a cool pose. Um, and, uh, the two of you are, are down now that you're on ground level. Um, it's, uh, not all of, uh, Manhattan is like this, but there are parts of Manhattan where you just kind of feel like everything around you is a giant. Um, and it very much feels like that. There's just the, the sky is, um, sort of a constant, uh, gray here. Um, that sort of light, uh, light gray cloud situation um, that you get 
we're still very bright, um, but just a little off because um, there's no sun that you can see. There's no, the light source doesn't seem to exist. It's just kind of a, a, a uniform light gray um, that uh, that you can barely see through the uh, the towering stacks around you. Um, but ahead of you is is the bar, uh, somewhat familiar if oddly renamed. What do you do? Is there a door to this place, or is it just like a door frame? Like, how, like how bad is this? Has the the transformation of this place affected the existing buildings? Um, in terms of this facade, it would seem that the uh, the facade is fully intact. So there is like the same door you remember. Um, it's it's all still there. The signage has been replaced, and everything around it has changed. Looking from what you can see, and the windows are unfortunately done in that Cheers style, where they're like the the diamond pattern in a variety of colors. So you can't really see fully through. Um, uh, but uh, it does seem as though the bar is still there if slightly altered. Um, right. So it's not like it's gone completely. It's more like they retained what they could of it and then built up and around it. Okay. Then I'll uh, I'll go to the door and I'll, I'll, I'll march inside. Great. I, I, I guess a, a follow. And then it, it Brezel's head, he's like, he has a ring of invisibility. Why does he never use this to scout? I did the whole time. Uh, and with that, the two of you march into uh, the bar. Um, as you step inside, uh, Quinny, you are, are struck by uh, the fact that it's, it's the same space. Um, they've clearly built around it, um, but it has been overhauled. Uh, everything is a lot more orderly. There are a lot more uh, clean lines everywhere. Um, the place is is much cleaner, although there is kind of paper um, up and around <clears throat> at the uh, at the bar. Uh, everything is is done in grays and whites. Um, the Apple Store motif continues in here. Slick rounded edges, um, just very sleek, um, but at the same time very sterile. There's not a lot of character, whereas before it was very much a a classic like local um, pub and bar that had been open for a really long time. So just like. You know, all sorts of crazy crap on the walls, as Mo would say. Um, whereas now it's it's very much uh, not that. Um, you see um, at the at the, sitting at kind of the bar stools, lining this this very slick, um, uh, blindingly white bar. Um, you see a, a couple of um, off-duty shredders uh, who have their kind of uh, hoods unzipped. And uh, their their helmets uh, sitting kind of next to them on the bar. Um, you can see that they're uh, they're Hellions, uh, so they're you know uh, lesser demons, imps, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and they're uh, <clears throat> drinking from uh, silver uh, glasses, so they're not even goblets. They're just kind of um, think almost like a Nalgene bottle, but if it was made of silver. Uh, so just very very again functional, but kind of blatant. Um, not a no embellishment anywhere. Seemingly, um, there's also a couple other uh, demons and fiends sitting around. You don't see any damned souls, which is strange because this place used to kind of be a, a mixing spot for for various people um, down here. Uh, and uh, behind the bar, in a uh, a suit, which is extraordinarily strange on such a creature, is uh, Peeps McFadden, who is. Um, uh, you know, his, his the edges of his uh, lips are are sort of pulled down into a sort of a permanent frown, um, and his one massive eyelid is uh, drooping in a somewhat defeated fashion as he um, goes around uh, 
pouring drinks for uh, the various people who were there. Um, over the uh, the speakers uh, in in the bar, uh, you hear an incredibly inoffensive uh, song on a constant loop. Uh, Laura, what is the inoffensive song that is playing nonstop in this bar? Um, I think it's like it's it's S Club. That, like like they're um I don't know what's like their main song like S, S Club, Club you I know no except like that it's Club like party. it's like the entire name of the bar instead of S Club so they're just like fitting it in okay like it's, great yeah okay I love that and I think we can say that it's also I can't remember the name of the bar it was so fucking long I didn't write it down either I think Tyler <laughs> maybe did um but it's also done in a uh, like it's not S Club singing it it's definitely one of those weird covers that's done. It's one of those kids beats where it's all children in a like, choir. Yeah, close to that, where it's very choral <laughs> and and like the, the the mood isn't like there's no pulsing beat to it. It's just kind of like a, a soft, like it it's it's just like wet paper. It's just like a weird, yeah. like, hey, like it's kind of like that song, you know, right? Yeah. It's like when people try and do like the uh like the soft pop version of like metal songs, and they're like, Isn't this nice? And you're like, No, no, neither of these styles benefits from this. It's like if the producers of that Cars for Kids ad took ketamine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, there is an amazing version of Billy Eilish's um, oh, yeah. Bad Guy done by Kid Bops, um, where they have to take all the sexual references out. So rather than bruises on both my knees for you, it's kisses on both my cheeks from you, oh my which is gosh. pretty funny. Uh this thing lives rent-free in my head. I think about it easily twice a day. I can't fucking fathom that they did this. Uh, and later there's like a might seduce your dad type is replaced by uh, like have an IOU or something. Like it's it's some like weird contract lingo about like I'll owe you one. It's bananas. I love it. Anyway, wow. that's what's playing in this bar. Um, it is immediately unsettling uh, in a, a non-threatening way. <laughs> Uh, you notice that uh, as you enter, there are a number of signs instructing you about the various policies of the bar. Um, you know, uh, the drink minimum, um, what the customary tip is, where the bathroom is located, that the bathroom is for customers only, uh, that you uh, need to just get a number from the bar uh, before you go and sit at a booth so that people will know you're there. There doesn't seem to be a server beyond peeps. Um, all in all, it seems like a, a very uh, systematized place for good times, which as you know, from ever going to a place that tries to elicit good times, having a bunch of systems, not really the way to do it. Um, but uh, he just kind of absently waves a hand says, yeah, yeah, grab a number. And I'll just say uh, Peeps McFadden. Um, and S Club, there's like a record scratch. Uh, and he <clears throat> turns to look at you uh, with his one giant eye. <laughs> Uh, and suddenly uh, his eye lights up somewhat. Um, given that he's mostly eye, it's very easy to see when he's excited. Um, and he just kind of like tries to do one of those subtle like darts his eyes to a booth. But given that he's mostly eye, it's just like a massive orb tilting. Like his whole body kind of shifts with it. Um, and uh, one of the, the shredders of the bar turns around and is like, uh, yeah, I think he wants you to go sit in that booth. We won't listen though if you guys want to talk or something. Honestly, I'm just 
I'm just so tired of shredding paper. As Buddy starts patting him on the back and just giving him a little rub and be like, it's okay. We have at least another 28 and a half minutes before we have to go back to the paper. So let's just enjoy it, pal. Let's live in the moment. Um, and uh, Peeps is like, yeah, okay. Kind of what they're saying. Just go sit in the booth. I'll, I'll be over soon. Fuck. Uh, all right. Sounds uh, Sounds good. So you pull into the bar. Um, You are happy that no one has yelled your name. Uh, Oh, God, yeah. And uh, no urchins uh, want you to be their leader this time. So really, it's a net gain for old Quinny. Um, The two of you sit down, and uh, moments later, uh, uh, Peeps joins you, kind of slamming down three um, flagons. Uh, Now, these are are the flagons you remember, Quinny. Um, they're, They're made of damned skulls. Um, they scream when they hit the table um, and you can see peeps just kind of like smile to himself and close his eye and kind of give it like a little yum, yum, yum as he does it. He's like, I have missed the sound of a proper beverage. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, who, who's your friend here? This would be uh, Reginald Tingler. Uh, Reginald, hello. This is, this is peeps McFadden. Nice to meet you peeps. We're here because things are kind of shitty and we have a mission. Uh, Quinny says you're useful. I mean, I hope to be to the, the, the hitman for hell. <laughs> did did you kill that Moonhammer lady? I did not. That was actually news to me. I've been uh, I've been up on the surface there, champ. I've been the realm in the realm of the living. You got out? Oh yeah, yeah. I got out with a friend of mine. Uh, matter of fact, uh, have you seen a guy who looks kind of like Reginald here? A little bit uh, chunkier, bigger beard. Uh, yeah, he shakes his less head. menacing armor. I was going to say he shakes his head, but that's not really true of his anatomy. He shakes his body, uh, mm-hmm. and in a no, and he just says, uh, "No, no, we haven't seen any uh, any mortals down here in 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 a while." Actually, uh, Damn, it's really? part of the reason business has been so bad. Yeah, what's going on here? This place used to be jumping. Yeah, jumping was outlawed by uh, <laughs> by uh, the Lord of Many Faces. Uh, he said it was too disruptive. Uh, so I had to take jump off uh, off the jukebox. Weddings down here suck now. There's just <laughs> no song that everyone can agree on anymore. So like, uh, what's up with all the paper? Because it seems like you guys are waging an eternal war. You're losing against paper, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, to Mister uh, Mister Brown Barrow's uh, assessment over here, things have changed down here. Uh, uh, the uh, and he kind of like tries to lean in conspiratorially, but given that his mouth is under the table, he just kind of like bumps his eye against it, and it, yeah. he's so bad at being conspiratorial. So he has to kind of like lean and kind of like get his like gut up on the table so he can whisper. And he's just like, um, since uh, the one of many faces became uh, the boss man down here, um, well, he's he's uh, he, He's trying to lock up all, all all the various contracts. You see, it seems he's uh, he's rather concerned with the legalities of things. So um, we're kind of doing, uh, I guess, some of his back end accounting. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's really uh, he runs a tight ship. Um, this is all his accumulated paperwork. You guys are managing. Well, I mean, yeah. God damn, Mr. So like, Brown Barrow, do you not? Do you not know where 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 his power comes from? I mean, not entirely. I know he just basically gets people to sign infernal contracts into servitude. Like I know kind of like my piece of yeah, his whole deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he uh if if the the rumors are to be believed, uh 
he's uh he's the the god of bargains of devil's bargains god of oh my god this episode is sponsored by shopify when we started podcasting an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind but now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products all because we use shopify Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Ah, another would-be hero, is it? Yes, it is I, Fiddlesworth the butler from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I can see from your general look that you want to bring more stories into the world and help the Dum Dums on their various quests. Well, I advise against joining the Patreon, then, for if you do, you will be assisting the Dum Dums in all of their endeavors, all of their various shows and stories and jokes and doing good deeds, and you know I simply cannot abide those. Of course, if you did feel like wasting your time, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You could join for as little as a dollar, which would gain you access to a Discord where you can talk to other would-be heroes. You can even create characters who will run around in our world at the higher levels, but of course you don't want to do that, now do you? No, you're just content to listen to a butler tell you how it is. Well, I'll see you on your way. Hail Blighthammer. Wait, so, like, what happens if we just, like, burn all the paper? Then he's fucked, right? Uh, no, I'm afraid that's not how it works down here. I mean, he's got it all ironclad. Honestly, we're just keeping better records. All all the deals have already been struck. But, no, he draws power from everyone who's ever accepted uh, one of these contracts in any form from anyone, not just him. 
Okay, so what if we... <laughs> Reginald and I might share a look there. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> We're Listen, both on contract. Uh, <laughs> I, so, think, I think that counts. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so if we kill him, then it all goes away, right? Because then, you know, contract's still a boy, dead guy. Uh, no, not quite. It, he, he, uh, it's gotten to a point where he can't die. He actually figured out some contract work for that. It was fascinating from, from what we were told from the, the monthly newsletter that we all have to read. There's really not enough information for a month. It should be bi-monthly at best, but like we got to read it. It's exhausting. Well, look, this is hell. So it's got to be full of, you know, lawyers. Who's the best contract lawyer second to, you know, the Lord of all contracts. You guys have Johnny Orcrin down here. He was really big on my world. <laughs> Uh, he, I mean, those, uh, Mr. Brown Barrow, I, I'm surprised you don't know. Those were the first people he had killed. There was, um, there was some, there was a, a little, little dragony guy and there was like a little blue guy, uh, and, and some others. Yeah. They, he, he had them just, just go around and, and, and knock out anyone who might be a threat. So how long ago was that? He just like raises his tiny little ripped arms. He's like, you know, time doesn't work really too well down here. It was it was right, a while right, back. Right, right. Uh, he he off Moonhammer a while ago, um, but he also moved quickly. I think he uh, he's been accumulating power for some time. Man, I just if you mortals would just stop taking those contracts, he it wouldn't so, have had anything. But like, I guess you, you, that's something y'all are really into because like he did this real fast. Like he he. So put how do we fucking tower up like? overnight how do we find out if johnny orkran's still alive because then we could kill him and then he'd be <laughs> here right like we could just cut out the middleman well i mean uh and he, he kind of looks left and right again but at this point he's kind of like up on the table so he's just kind of rolling back and <laughs> forth awkwardly and just seeing the ceiling and the floor it's not really helping too much he's like um Look, the one of many faces is pretty anal about contract keeping. So uh, if you need information about things that have happened, uh, your best bet would be the archive. Okay. So if we go to the archive, we can figure out who's the best lawyer we either have access to or can murder to get access to. And then we go to arbitration. What the fuck happens to defeat a contract? Uh, and he just kind of like raises his arms and he's like, if I knew that, you think I would be running this? I've had to listen to this song for several lifetimes, it would seem. Um, it turns out there's no party like a party you could have here, but the parties here suck now. So that's hell. Also, okay. it lists a bunch of names of people I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they'd be good guests or not, but I hear them every day. I've come up with backstories for all of them. So, Quinny, how do we find the, the criminals or the rebellion because it sort of sounds like there isn't one from this guy yeah i'm I gotta say i'm a little disappointed here peeps uh isn't like like there's nothing like well, there's like, joe he's got the flow get no, ready like, everybody and here we go is I there some slap kind of resistance and say come back to me peace ah! come back to us <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i got lost i got lost for a second forget um, joe we need to find rebels or something yeah no there there there, there was but they they all seem to go quiet when 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 Moonhammer died. Uh, Where they, were they, they when they went quiet? Yeah, that actually makes them sound smart. I, I mean, uh, I, I heard I heard rumors and whispers, but honestly, I, I don't know. Again, guys, your your best bet's the archive. I I just run this bar and listen to that fucking song. 
Okay, so if we go to the archive, we can look for Moonhammer and we can try to find the best lawyer in existence. Yeah, also, I mean, you'll you'll be able to find information about contracts there. I mean, he's meticulous. He's got people working 24-7 uh, just to make sure everything's up to date. So you might be able to find, if, if you're looking for any any specific information, it's there. But I got to warn you, it's... It's part of the citadel. It's uh, it's the seat of his power. It's a dangerous fucking place to go. So you got to be real careful. Is there like a, a super important, like knowledgeable person where you're like, that's the chief librarian of contracts. If you were going to punch someone until they told you a story, yeah, that guy's story would be good. Put the screws to. Look, guys, I just run a humble bar on the outskirts of town. I used to be a mover and a shaker, but now I just serve these assholes. And they're like, hey, right. like, you right. know your assholes. And they're like, we, we, we yeah. yeah. You see how you scout. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll pat Peeps on the shoulder there and say, "Well, look, thanks, thanks a lot for helping us out as much as you did. I know this hasn't been been easy for you. Uh, say, uh, you know anything about? Uh, I mean, there's an obvious way to get into the archives, and then there's the kind of less obvious ways, right? Do you know about any of those?" Um, and uh, he uh, says, uh, I, "I mean." Yeah, look, uh, one of the problems with uh, this many contracts is, uh, you know, paper gets affected by a lot of stuff. And pests are a real problem down here. Uh, I mean, you remember how it was under Duella. There were fucking centipedes with knives for hands and all sorts of weird shit. And I mean, I do you remember that? Moonhammer, you know, uh, she ran a different kind of ship. It was actually kind of a pretty good party down here for a bit, if I'm if I'm being honest. Uh, but a lot of those those critters, uh, they didn't die. They just kind of left for a bit. And uh, every so often, those pests get at the, the books in the archive, and it's a big fucking problem. So all I'm saying is some uh, exterminators might uh, might be a good way to get in there, you know? Because uh, they come and go pretty frequently to make sure that nothing's eating their way through the books. Because That makes a lot of sense. There was one of the generals of the Horde, Pablo Elfobar, and he used to lose millions of dollars a year from rats eating his money. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Man, I uh, wish I had, I had enough money to get eaten by rats. That that would be nice. Okay. And 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 what, these these exterminators, they're freelance, or is there like a specific company that oh, I mean, they, 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 they hire out to the Lord of Many Faces. Uh but uh, there, as I understand it, they've got a sort of a central terminal nearby. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's at, at the corner of, and he just like lists off a Dewey Decimal, fucking like two Dewey Decimal uh, type addresses, and he's like, uh, yeah, they're they're over there. They're called uh, the Preservers of Knowledge. The exterminators are called the Preservers of Knowledge. Yeah, I man. When you write everything down on books, physical okay. paper, uh, you know, that's what they do. You might have noticed All everything's right. a little bit more literal down here now, so... A little bit, yeah. The filing cabinet buildings is a little on the nose. Um, yeah. I, I turn to Reginald and I say, okay, look. So we go to these preservers of knowledge. We get ourselves two exterminator uniforms. We go in for okay. a routine pest extermination. Uh, and that I mean, gets into the archives. We might have to take one of their carts or whatever they have, right? I mean, yeah. We'll see if we need to take their tools or whatever it is for... Look... In my experience back here, I mean, this was a different place, but exterminating a centipede with knives for hands was to just fucking fight it with magic and swords and shit. Like, oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Um, okay. Powerful so warlocks I think we're already at the uh, preservers of knowledge. Yeah. I think in that sense, we're already equipped for the job. We just need the uniform to get past the front gate. 
Great. So we'll uniform up and then we'll go do that. That makes a lot of sense. I have another idea and you're not going to like it, but I think it's very smart. I, this is a, you're not helping yourself on this pitch so far, but let's, (laughs) let's hear it. Listen, we've already walked down a very honest path together and I'm not going to start politely lying now. Here's the thing. You are very sneaky and we know something's going to go wrong. I am not sneaky at all. You're sneaky on your own. I am terrible. But you have a ring of invisibility that I imagine you're excited to use because you'll be like a ghost. But then I'll be useless and we'll both get murdered. I think you should give me your ring of invisibility so we can both sneak around. Can you be quiet? I don't know. Because <laughs> being invisible only gets you so far if you're, if, if you're still clanking around in your armor and stuff like that. Listen, I can only do better than I'm currently doing. And if I'm invisible, it will logically be better. I could stand still and not get caught if someone was to look around. Right now, I'm just completely fucking useless. All right, so uniforms, I give you the ring. That's the backup? Is that the idea? Well, then if we get inside and shit goes wrong, we could try to sneak, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Sure. Uh, Look, I... I haven't really had got a chance to play around with this thing yet. I'm going to hang on to it until we get the uniforms. <laughs> That's fine. I wore it a bunch as you, and it's pretty great. Super. Uh, Peace, what do I owe you for the drinks? It says, uh, honestly, for you, Mr. Brown Barrow, they're, they're, uh, they're free. I'll, I'll put them on the one of many faces tab. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, then two more for the road. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's like, <laughs> come on, Horatio, more booze in your head. And uh, he takes the skull mug back and fills it, slams it down. It screams. Um, and uh, he's like, oh, right, two. And he runs back and he gets the other one. Says, um, well, honestly, uh, I, I got to tell you, I wish you all the best. Um, it, it would re- be really nice uh, for things to go back to the way they were uh, around these around these parts. Um, Reginald and Quinny, can you roll me an insight check? It's a good roll. Inside plus zero. 18. Mm. Woo. And I have a 18 as well. Um, he doesn't quite sound genuine. Uh, he doesn't quite sound genuine when he says it would be good for things to go back to the way they were. Uh, he says it gregariously, you know, classic bartender slapping you on the backs, shoving beers at you, but um, something just catches uh, Reginald for you as a as a coward who is constantly worried about dying. Uh, something kind of uh, takes for you. Guys, gonna rat us out is where I, Reginald's brain will immediately yeah, run to. Which I is think like, when if he's we, like, if we, I think when he still like considers him a friend, so he's like back to the way they were. But what would like demons and hellions would trash your bar like every night? Yeah, it was the best. Good times. I distinctly remember you saying you would rather have your fingernails pulled out one by one than having to clean up after another rager. I mean, that was before I ended up in this weird, uh, overly designed hellscape, though, you know? So, peeps, this is an awkward question I'm going to ask you, but, like, how do we know you're not going to sell us out to the one of many faces to try to make your life slightly better? What?
Can you roll me a, uh, we're doing an opposed check. Uh, this is a, another insight check, please. Uh, just from Reginald or from both of us? Uh, from Reginald, because he's asking the question. Here's a question, Tom. Could I ask it in a menacing way? Because I don't think he's really trying to figure out whether or not he is. I think he's leaning for spooky leverage on why this oh, is Oh, yeah, idea. yeah, no, okay, yeah, sure, sure. I'd buy that. Oh, well, fuck me anyways. That's a, that's a 10. Cool. So Reginald got, says that, but he spills his beer on his own crotch. It's fine. I got a three, so... <laughs> oh, good. It comes to a six. Uh, he's like, what? Ah, come on, me, Peeps McFadden. Uh, Mr. Brown Barrow is my favorite customer. Uh, I would never do that. Why would I do that? See, here's the interesting thing about my knowledge of cowards, Quinny. There wasn't actually a reason in there, which means he's definitely planning <laughs> to sell us out to the one of many faces what? the moment we leave. No. <laughs> Come on. Hold us. Just shut up for a shut, shut up, peeps. I was the Lord of Many Faces professional killer for a, a while there. And then I went into retirement. And now I kill people recreationally. And let me tell you right fucking now, mister, if you rat us out, I will come back here for the fun of it. <laughs> and he just kind of nods and he says, um, hey, uh, everybody, uh, sorry, um, but uh, drinks are slightly less than uh, the standard rate served by someone named Peeps' closed for the evening. Um, these fine gentlemen are going to chain me up in here, I think. So if you could finish your drinks and leave and don't tell anyone or they'll come for you. Actually, you know what? Just chain them up to uh, whatever you need to do. I, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Brown Barrow. I really am. But we, we all serve in his name now. You signed a contract. Yeah, I, I did, though. I did. Oh, uh, it's the only way Reginald's I was able to just, keep my bar. Reginald's just going to get up and lock the door and yeah. be like, everybody in the corner. We're going to need some fucking chains. And um, one of them is just like, you see, this is why we should have gone to close acquaintance uh, James's uh, rum shack down the road. I'm just telling you. And they get, like, shoved into a closet. Um, and uh, uh, Peeps is like, I, I'm, re I'm real sorry, Quinny. Uh, things things are real bad down here. Um, I, I gotta look out for old peeps because if no one else, no one else will. I'm looking out for you, peeps. You stay here. You don't tell anyone, and you'll be fine. No, no, okay. I'll try to remember that when the one of many faces tortures me to death. He's not going to be around to do that. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure. All right, so we we chain them up in the corner, and then Reginald will grab Quinny and walk him over to the other corner and be like, okay, so it's time to have like a hard conversation. There are a bunch of them. We have no idea what magic they can do or if those chains will actually hold them. If we leave, they're definitely going to fuck us over because if I was them, I would fuck us over because our odds are really long and the odds of bad things happening to them here are very high. Like someone knocks on this door in two hours, they're going to tell the whole fucking story. The horde in me says... Make them all go pop. The sidekick in me says, we should have a conversation. <laughs> I appreciate that. I I don't, it doesn't feel right to to just kill these people. These people are just having a drink. They're bound by contracts that they, I'm sure they didn't understand. It's how he tricks everyone. Uh, yeah, but like you're bound by a contract and you're not here going, oh, it's a hard life. Let's backstab people trying to save us. I just want to point out that there is a strong moral difference between you and them. I don't know about that. You know, I mean, uh, 
Peeps is a pal from the old days. Like, a, this... Look, this is a, a, probably a lesson you maybe only had to learn once in your whole horde verse kind of thing, and it was probably hard to learn at that time, and you've carried it with you ever since. But giving people the benefit of the doubt, when it bites in the ass, it probably bites hard. We got to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. That's going to be part of not living in the horde universe. You know, you, you have to do it sometimes. You have to do it more than once, even when it comes back on you. You have to give them the chance to prove that they're better than than you think they might be. Okay, but we're agreeing that when this goes bad and it bites us in the ass, I get to say that I told you so, and you have to agree that I told you so. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Okay, because you could doom all of hell by trusting this weird one-eyed guy uh, and the terrible bar team. All of hell is already doomed. This is not what hell is supposed to be like. I need you to understand how unhellish this is. No, no, no. I mean, no, no I, that's what I'm saying. I understand that. We want to go back to the good hell, which was the fire and the torture, I think. That's the good hell. There was if a we circus. fail, it stays this. Yeah. It doesn't go back to good. Yeah, I know. Okay. And well, you we, guys, you better we... really look out for Quinny over here because I wanted to murder you all. But Quinny said no, so clearly we're trustworthy. And they're like, wait, what now? Uh, and with that, you chain the door shut. Um, and uh, as uh, the two of you um, walk away, Quinny, knowing that you, you've imparted some wisdom to uh, to Reginald uh, about what it is to not... See how wise it was in a couple hours. In, uh, in, ...in that world. And, and Reginald uh, deciding that you're... You're going to actually trust your your quasi friend rather than uh, you know your instincts. Uh, the two of you walk away uh, from the bar, uh, feeling pretty good about the progress you've made. Uh, at which point, um, a blast of heat hits your back as an explosion rips the bar apart. And uh, as you turn to the the flaming mess, Vex walks out, dusting her hands, and she's like, "Took care of it, boys. Don't worry. No one's ratting anyone out." Who's got a high five for Vex? Reginald and does. Reginald, <laughs> Quinny Reggie, says, just pointing disappointedly. <laughs> and I think Reggie's like, I can't, I can't give you the high five for that. Sorry, that that was something we were against. But then he looks to Quinny and he's like, But here's the thing. Now we did the right thing and we got the good thing. I understand why you're into this hero game. This really pays off. Where you're like, I won't murder those people and they die anyways. You know, fate supports us is what I'm saying. And behind you, uh, you just hear Vex high five herself and be like, benefits of two hands. Uh, meanwhile, um, the dead gods of the Donker body uh, are, are leaping into combat against Moonhammer uh, Juniper and Butthole. Now, Butthole, you've expressed that you don't necessarily want to fight um, these these dead gods that you murdered uh, in your other your other self. Um, Moonhammer and Juniper, uh, you don't know these assholes from a hole in the ground, um, but they also don't necessarily seem evil, just like they legitimately have a grudge. Uh, Juniper, this was all before your time, so you've probably heard. Stories, but you also yeah, I'm sure you never Bucky met the Donker body. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I feel like Bucky just told you the whole thing like yeah. several times. Um, 
But I'm curious, uh, Butthole, do you do you try and engage them in combat or do you try and talk them down? Um, okay, so they're coming at him, not at Moonhammer. Cause that yeah, would no, be they're a, just, a they, this is just a vengeance piece against yeah, the Forsaken. He's like hammer, hammer in hands. He's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to get Moonhammer set up. Yeah, he could far be it for us to say that the it, fart but... cleric is stupid. We would never, we no. would never imply that. No, he's a, he's a genius. Um, so I talked with Tom. So I used I used hit dice during that short rest in the arena. Just I asked off air because that's what I would have done. So, but he's he's like, whoa, 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 guys, we don't need to do this whole business. That was the Forsaken, and I'm so sorry. So what if we all just just our friends. I don't, that was a bad time in my life. And I'm glad you still exist. I was really worried that didn't happen. And I prayed a lot to this one, to this one. She's very generous. Maybe we get her through prom. You guys could join her team, help run hell, huh? Uh, the bearded lady whips uh, her her beard spikes at you um, as, as you're talking. Uh, roll a dex save, please. Or a con save if you just want to like take the thrashing, but slightly less bad. Add three. Yeah, I'll do the con version. That is uh, 23. Great. So um, uh, you just kind of like raise an arm and the, the her like barbed beard like whips against it. Uh, and then she like yanks back and you just kind of like hold your arm out and the beard kind of flutters off. It's a beard. It's not really that strong. Yeah. Um, like, hey, let's, let's use our words. Use your words here. Uh, and uh, she just says like, listen, I was so close to forming a proper church of the bearded lady. You know, I'd been a god up there for a long time and no one was paying any attention to bearded ladies and I was damn close for you had to come and chop my fucking head off. So fuck you and fuck that little guy who was with you. I don't know where he is, but he's next. Uh, go ahead and roll okay. um, a persuasion check, Ryan, please. Or we could call it a straight charisma save. Hmm. <laughs> We can go with persuasion. It's the same number. Uh, the the answer right. is 14. Um, some of the, the gods are muttering, though. They're looking at Moonhammer, uh, and Moonhammer does look impressive. Moonhammer, um, what are you doing right now during this uh, this little scuffle and, and talk? Um, I am straightening up my toga that had <laughs> uh, a little bit uh, disheveled from the earlier fight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I am, uh, kind of dusting off my head, polishing it maybe a little bit, <laughs> making sure it's nice and shiny again. Um, also flexing a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe get my veins to pop out a little bit more. Okay. Just no, I like that. Make myself a little bit more impressive in case, you know, we need to get it in case there's a little rumble going mm -hmm, on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like Bunny Hops is doing the caddy thing where he's just like uh, like rubbing wax into cloths for you and handing them off. Like he's got a little like side satchel of, of like head polishing cloths. Uh, and it's just like drop one down. He picks it up, gives you, hands you a new one. Um, but uh, yeah, the fact that you're, you're, you're flexing and kind of uh, primping and priming a little bit, uh, I think means that you do actually look hella impressive right now. Uh, and also kind of like you don't care, which is a, like a, you know, a, a major like cool kid move. Um, so th there's a, a few like uh, the the god of, uh, of of finger puppets 
uh, is <clears throat> like using his finger puppets to talk to his fellow gods, and they're like, "Oh, I think it's pretty good." Oh, I agree. It seems like a pretty good plan. Well, I don't know. She seems very impressive. Look, she's got hammers for hands, and everyone is just ignoring him because they hate him. But he's part <laughs> of their gang, uh, and you know, uh, a blood oath is a blood oath. Um, they still seem uh, angry, but slightly less so. Almost as though you've passed one of the necessary checks, Ryan. Great. So here, here's here's what I'm thinking. Let, let, let me make it up to you. There's a way everybody can win here. I butthole fudge. I find ways for everybody to win. So Moonhammer's going to God prop, which is great because we're going to make Moonhammer the new goddess of everything. She's going to be amazing. And and one of the things they always say is if, you, if you're having trouble starting your own church, you just become an aspect of another church. So what if we make you, you four the moonbeams? which will be like a part of it. So like bearded ladies will become part of the church of Moonhammer, a special kind of aspect that, that way you get promotion and Moonhammer gets promotion and we all work together through God prom and Moonhammer's a goddess and we love the goddess and we could also love you. Um, the God of sick gnome abs uh, rubs his hands up and down his sick gnome abs. <laughs> God, that uh, and he says, uh, yeah, honestly guys, uh, no one's really paying too much attention to nomads before, so getting in on this moon hammer thing might be just what it needs, you know, for people to get ripped like me. Um, there, uh, there, 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 there's some nods, you know. There, there seems to be some some general uh, some general assent. Uh, Moonhammer, uh, you know that you're trying to get home, and that you may not be here anymore. Uh, in the long run, uh, do you chime in? Um, and if not, like if you're not going to correct butthole, do you think you'd be okay with uh, the god of finger puppets, the god of sick gnome abs, the god of donkeys, and the god of bearded ladies uh, being aspects of Moonhammer in your your church in Faerun? I guess my primary goal is really like I'm super focused on that. Um, so I'm probably not going to correct him at this point, um, because I know that it's really, really crucial that I need to achieve my goal. Otherwise, mm -hmm. none of this will matter anyway. So I'm, I gotta do what I gotta do to get to my goal. I like it. So yeah, it's that classic like time traveler thing where it's like, well, I can kind of like it's the the Terminator thing was like, we can actually kill whoever we need to in the past because if we don't, Judgment Day will kill everybody. So haha. <laughs> uh, so great. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna let that go. So I think you you give them your your trademark uh, slight nod of of approval uh, as you did to to butthole. They all game the effects of of bless uh, yeah. on their next rolls. Butthole um, is subtly sad because he realizes everyone's getting them now. <laughs> Lots changed. Did this to yourself. Um, <laughs> so you're now you're now up uh, two two for three. Um, uh, now there is one catch here, of course, Butthole, which is uh, the God of Donkeys was personal. Uh, this was vengeance for the Donkey Wars and uh, the atrocities that you witnessed. And admittedly committed uh, during the uh, the Battle of the Grey Water Syndicate and uh, the Donkey Armies, uh, you watched a lot of bleak things happen uh, that day. The the hee haws of of their forces still uh, watching donkeys carry women and children away to the death camps. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it was it was it was a hell of a thing. Um, 
are you really willing to let the god of donkeys, who is, whose name was evoked in the the battle he haws of the, the the donkey berserkers, uh, to enter your pantheon and and become an aspect of Moonhammer? I think it would be an idea that would seem tough, but he'd realize that like that's pretty redeeming. And if he could bring the donkeys back, that could probably help. A goblin junior and like other people who've had rough donkey times and like he could probably save that nation what hot ass Our yeah sweet poor, departed donkey we do ass. like hot ass and uh i think the big thing is it's also subtly it would also be a win because it means that the donkeys have to admit that moon hammer is their real goddess <laughs> so like it's it also <laughs> mental gymnastics a huge population so um, for him it's still a net gain he probably won't like want to hang out with the god of donkeys but <laughs> he's serving a goddess here not his own interests great um and uh so um you i think you like extend a hand to the uh the god of donkeys for for a hoof um but the god of donkeys kind of uh glares at you uh which is silly because any any facial expression on a donkey is inherently ridiculous. Um, and then turns to Juniper and says, oh, I don't trust this one. He killed many of our kind before he came for me. You, I get a good vibe from you. Why should I trust him? Um. Well, I mean, I mean, you killed a lot of his kind too. And I think, I mean, if you just like put yourself in his position and if like what like someone that you love like had just been murdered in front of you and you're like, you know, someone you trusted like your god or your goddess or yourself abandoned yourself, then like you might go down a dark hole too. And like, I, I, I mean, I think he's offering you like, I mean, this is like a partnership, right? I mean, like, I think everyone down here has kind of got like a shit deal. And I think, I think we kind of all have to band together to, 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 to like get out of the shit. And uh, the God of donkeys kind of nods at you and he says, Oh yeah, we did. Uh, we did steal a lot of uh, women and children to, to, to work in our, Ideal labs. Uh, they were treated very well, but uh, we we really should have asked rather than abducting. That that's on us. Um, you're you're. I think you're right. I, I there were a lot of atrocities carried out in my name. Uh, making people try and come up with better donkey tech is really a choice that they should be making, not one that my army should have made. Maybe you're right. Maybe war is hell on both sides. I've learned a lot from you today. <laughs> you're right. I, I maybe I will. Yeah, fuck it. This is bad down here. Uh, hail Moonhammer or whatever. And with a a hoof to handshake that echoes throughout the ages, uh, the donkey wars are finally uh, brought to rest. And as um, a cool song, which I will ask for in a minute, plays in slow motion like you're about to board a space shuttle, uh, the new coterie of... Uh, the goddess Moonhammer on her way to God prom walks dramatically down the hall. We've got the God of bearded ladies, the God of finger puppets, the God of sick no abs, the God of donkeys. 
We've got bunny hops. We've got juniper and moss. We've got butthole farch. And of course, we have Moonhammer. Alyssa, what is the, the Moonhammer theme that plays as you all um, catch up to Zatch uh, on your way to get prepped for God Prom? Who are you? Zatch just pulls sunglasses <laughs> down. Everyone pulls sunglasses down together. Um, and uh, Zatch just turns around and says, Now this seems promising. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E and tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 17.9 cycles ago, us machines defeated the humans. Now, we're living the good life here in Droidston, Manitoba. Morning, Gif! Morning, Gus! But there's still the problem of human infestation. That's what it's time to call Human Be Gone. In ethical human relocation. <laughs> this job has everything. Danger. Whoa! Sounds like we got some dingers in there. Excitement. Incoming. And drama. You're the one who leaked herself in my best rice bed. It's a dirty job, but some bots gotta do it. Oh. Human be gone. Coming soon wherever you get your podcasts. Human be gone.